Welcome back to another episode of TSP, episode 154, with our first guest, Chad Stahl. This week, we invite Chad Stahl into the TSP arena to talk about his dedicated hobby in youth wrestling. We open up the TSP hotline, where friend of show Paul Tippy calls in and Chad and him air some grievances. We go around the mill this week with a multitude of topics. David Njoku burns his face off, a possible Bigfoot sighting that could be a hoax, a goat rental sign that's raising a lot of questions, and a Toledo Little Caesars. Are Skittles getting banned in California? And Jada Pinkett has been making some waves and headlines with some of the stuff she's been saying all week. We got all this and more on another loaded episode of TSP. As always, be sure to smash that subscribe button, like, follow, comment, and share. It definitely helps us out in the algorithms and gets us out to other listeners in new ears. Enjoy the show and we'll catch you for the next one. Yes, sir. TSP episode 154. I'm your host, Bobby Hall. And with me, as always, uh, unfortunately, for now, we'll see. Uh, we got our guy D'Lo with us. Uh, and Joe the Greek is off dealing with uh, some, some issues right now. Uh, nothing crazy. But uh, he's, he's uh, hopefully going to maybe be able to pop in later. If not, it's just yeah. going to be the, the OG, triple OGs again. But all good. We got another uh, fantastic episode on tap for you guys after what was, I, I don't know, maybe one of our strongest episodes to date. Dylan, I mean, we were just talking about the other the other day. Um, we had some really nice growth on the YouTube side. We gained some subscribers. Um, I mean, we almost tripled our views over the last episode, which is oh, awesome. Yeah. I mean, we got more views in the first 24 hours than we did the entire week of the previous episode so and then even monday morning as soon as you sent us a link i mean you had a little chat that morning you know we both agree that it was a very strong episode really funny um an enjoyable one man and obviously i think a lot of people agreed so i appreciate all you guys that uh you know came through for us and um you know got the word out and and, and those of you that uh hit the subscribe button for us we're, we're inching our way towards them triple digits so we're keeping it going but I will ask again, if you guys are watching on YouTube, uh, just hit that like button for us. You know, it'll take a, a split second, and uh, that'll really help kind of get things rolling for us as far as YouTube kind of pushing us in the, uh, you know, the, the algorithm. That's that's our, our favorite word to say every week, but, uh, you know, that, that really is the case. So just uh, when you hit uh, the video, you know, on Monday morning or whenever, just, just tap the like button, and that's going to help us get into more feeds and get seen by more people. So. It's uh, it's it's been it's a slow build, but seeing stuff like last week really got me stoked and excited to come back again this week and, and keep delivering. So, um, you know, I wish we had you know we had our guy here, you know, that to uh, complete the uh the triple threat. But, um, uh, you know how it goes, man. We uh, we got each other's back, so 
we will uh, you know do our thing and, and like I said hopefully he'll join us uh, later on today if not you know he'll definitely be back doing the thing next week so because I know everyone's wondering how he did with the Wendy's chili and <laughs> I want to know as well so hopefully he can come in and yeah let us know let us know what uh what's going on with that but uh Dilo man how, how's it going it's going it's uh you know another day another recording session for 154 i said it beautifully couldn't say it better myself the algorithms that's the key word ladies and gentlemen jds and Lettleman. uh for sure like it's obviously working as we progress and build this thing brick by brick and uh we just came off our strongest episode. And I think the most important thing is, is like us three are getting more comfortable behind the mic after having that like 400 plus days off. You are, uh, you know, kind of gets a little intimidating, even though if you've been doing it for a few years, it gets a little intimidating. Once you hit that record button, you see that red light on and then you have the mic in front of you and you kind of get frozen up a little bit. Um, you know, it's just getting more comfortable um, behind the mic. And then just the, I guess the, what's the word? Not continuity, but the, the comfortability that's a Dylanism. That's not a word. Um, but the, the con- I can't think of the word, Bobby, but we're, we're gelling. Let's just use that word for lack of a better one. We're gelling together, um, and, uh, you know, we're having a good time doing it. 100%, man. Um, it's It's been a blast being back. We talk about every week. Uh, you know, I was really, really missed having this, uh, you know, part of uh, my weekly you know, activities and stuff, and just like it's like we were talking about pre-production with our guests. This is legitimately um, when me, you, and Joe, you know, play catch up and, and find out you know how everything's going and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it's cool to kind of do that for everybody, for the people, and, and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, we'll just we'll keep rolling, we'll keep building the stuff, and and we I think the thing that's helping us th- lately this uh, go around is we're just doing. Uh, a little bit more, you know, effort or giving a little more effort than we did the last go around um, with just certain things we're doing as far as on the socials, like cutting and posting clips. And mm-hmm. I think that kind of helps bring people in, you know, especially if we're talking about something interesting that week, whether it be, I, like I said, people uh, around my way were really, really into the, the soup competition talk. And then we got into last week, uh, moon homes, like, like I said, the, Around the Mill with Dill was one of the things we wanted to kind of keep and, and roll over from the last iteration of this show because, you know, a lot of people are busy like us. So they don't get to see uh, what, what's rolling around in the news feeds or kind of avoid that kind of stuff because, you know, honestly, there seems to be a lot more bad than good stuff uh, in, in the uh, in the news world anymore. So some people kind of uh, avoid that stuff because, yeah, I mean, when I was – because we got a story later um, coming in the mill, that a local one out of Toledo, and I went to scroll on the uh, 13 ABC site to find it. And, I mean, yeah, you've seen a lot more fucked up shit uh, on that side of things before you, you know, find the, the good stuff. But uh, anyways, back for 154. Uh, we got a jam-packed show. Um, well, right out the gate, I do got to say something, though. Um I am this week's for my my little Sunday football crockpot banger special. Uh, I was kind of um, flipping around trying to figure out what I was going to make this week. I got some chicken leg quarters, but I was like, it's, it's going to be kind of rainy and shitty out all weekend. So I, I want to stay inside. Um, I'm on the fourth week of just me doing something every goddamn weekend. So today on Sunday after record, I just want to fucking melt in my couch and watch football for 
seven hours before I got to go back to the grind. So I was like, what better way than to, you know, throw some shit in a crock pot and let it cook up for four or five hours and, and you got that ready to go. But I'm making a, uh, yeah, bacon cheeseburger soup. And we'll get into a little more of that later. But um, I ran out of milk. Didn't know that. I just went to the grocery store on Friday too. And I just, uh, milk is one of those things where you just kind of assume you got it, um, at least in this house. So I made that assumption was wrong. So I had to jump on and I couldn't because we had to record and I got jacks with me. So I, I didn't want to have to um, pop out, even though I got a dollar generals and, you know, I got a little grocery store here in town two minutes away from me. I just didn't feel like leaving the house. So I door dashed some shit. Um, and of course, they never tell you what's what's available and what's not. So I, I put a order in for like a, I think a half gallon of milk and a few other things because um, you have to re- reach a certain threshold before they'll, you know, um, deliver the shit. I think it's like, oh yeah, um, to to get like the the free delivery or whatever the fuck. So I had some other miscellaneous bullshit. A couple, I got a couple of like snacks and shit that I'll let Jax have later. You know, I got him nerds rope and th- you know and stuff. He'll be stoked about. But um, the dasher gets there and they're starting the whole process because you get all the the notifications and shit. And all of a sudden, I get a message directly from the dasher saying, "Hey, they're completely out of milk." And then she sent me a a picture of the of the cooler, and, and sure enough, like there was not a, a fucking uh, gallon of any size, half gallon, gallon um, of any kind there. So I asked because I only need a cup of milk for this recipe. So I was like, I, you know, I can maybe just get a small bottle, and then I'll, you know, later today or something, maybe I'll pop out to Dollar General, have Tori stop on the way home, but. No milk of any kind other than Nesquik chocolate milk. So she's like, all right, I'm going to refund you the, the gallon of milk since they don't have it. And I'm going to pop over to the next store and I'll just, I'll get you one, which um, it's pretty fucking cool. You know what I mean? Because um, that's not something that I ordered through door. I ordered it from that specific store. So once you refund it, it's over with. But she took the extra time to go one more store, store over to get me milk. And she, we had a little dialogue there. And she's like, yeah, like I, I, I get, you know, not having milk or something. Like I got grandkids and stuff. So I'm always having to replenish and stuff. So not having it, I, I definitely get, you know, how annoying that could be. So she went the extra mile and, you know, got me the, the milk that I needed, brought that over here. So I found out, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, I guess after the fact on DoorDash, you can tip on top of what you already tipped. I've never done that before because you fucking are already tipping them before you even place the order. So I'm like, why the fuck? Right. But in this instance, I took the money that got refunded for that milk and just tossed the extra because it was like fucking almost $5. It's like four eighty for a gallon of milk <laughs> through DoorDash, of course. So I took that extra four eighty and just tossed that right on top of what she did because um, that was pretty awesome, man. Because I was telling you that like, I don't really use DoorDash as much as I did like two, three years ago. I think probably everyone's kind of in the same boat, especially when you had to fucking stay home every day. Um, it was a, a fucking phenomenal um, thing to have. But once I started jacking prices up, it was kind of like, I'll just make the fucking trip. But, uh, you know, I've had some occasions where like people would take the food and stuff that I bought, <clears throat> excuse me, and say that they delivered it and it never fucking showed up. And then they're off with, the $60 and whatever the fuck Applebee's or whatever I ordered. And I'm, yeah. you know, I mean, you got your refund and shit, but still it's like, you're sitting there fucking starving, pissed off. Wondering right. What the fuck happened? Can't trust anyone ever again. Your whole family. Um, so, 
So, uh, you know, it was cool to have, uh, you know, one of them scenarios uh, via DoorDash where, uh, you know, they did something, you know, they went the extra mile, man. So shout out. Her name was Ryan. I thought it was a dude the whole time, but ended up being a girl. So <laughs> I guess, and I know there are some. Can't assume in today's age. There. Yeah. So <laughs> shout out to Ryan. Um, that was a cool little thing that just happened just this morning. So I, I had to make sure to give a shout out in the rare case. Uh, somehow we get into her newsfeed someday. Hell yeah, dude. Shout out Ryan in the Genoa area. DoorDash. Uh, yeah. But I guess on my side of things, my quick story that I had was uh, fell asleep on the couch, right? Passed out. Watched the USC Notre Dame game. Had some little bit of cash, a little bit of skin in the game on that. And uh, it wasn't going in my favor. So I passed out on the couch and lo and behold, get a fucking doorbell ring and knock on my door at like 11.45 p.m. What the fuck is this? I checked the ring door cam. It's the fucking cops. All right. Got two fucking police officers at my fucking door. So I walk outside. I'm like all fucking glossy eyed because I just woke up from a goddamn slumber. And uh, I'm like, what can I do for you, officers? <laughs> and he, he's like, I guess the neighbors across the street called the cops because they saw suspicious activity in a little cul-de-sac area where there was this black uh, sedan kind of like just kind of lurking around the in my fucking ring device didn't pick any of this up so i'm just taking the officer's word for this but uh we've been having trouble not in my neighborhood but the neighborhood next to us i guess they've been having break-ins and automobiles and so i guess because of that they might have called for suspicious activity related to that but there's a sedan that kind of went around our cul-de-sac did a ue and then apparently they also saw something i don't know if it was just their imagination or whatever because my ring device definitely would have caught this they ran across my front yard into my backyard and uh, they were just making sure that uh, A, if I didn't see anything or saw anything suspicious, and I was like, no, I was passed out. And uh, they wanted to see if my ring device picked up anything because they noticed that it was recording once they uh, were walking up. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't because it usually picks up from like 20 feet away. It doesn't really reach all the way out to the road. Maybe there's a setting I can change that where the sensitivity is increased, but it picks up the garbage man at the curb. So it definitely would have picked up like a person running in my front yard. Unfortunately, did not. Um, but anyways, then Jen was kind of like paranoid the rest of the night and she couldn't fall asleep because lo and behold, our garage door was wide open and the door to our house from the garage was unlocked. So she was like, that someone could have came in and slaughtered our family. And uh, yeah, so... I was like, that's a bit much, but I went right back to bed. <laughs> Damn, man. That's uh that's wild. I mean glad I'm glad it wasn't uh the ladder there. That would have been crazy. Uh, <laughs> me too, me too. Uh one fifty four would have only been you. Yeah, point. man, I would have run solo. <laughs> but um yeah. I got one more just wild and random story that I've been enduring, and then we're gonna bring our guest on uh for one fifty four. But like Four weeks ago, there's a four weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Um, I, I hit up Cleveland to go to a, a comedy show with some friends, and we hit the concession stands. And um, this part of Cleveland that we're at, by the where the Masonic is at, there's just not shit to eat. So, um, we didn't get to eat anything around there, and we just uh popped in so that they were selling hot dogs and shit. So, I was like, I'll get a couple hot dogs, and then um. I don't really, you know, you know me, man. I'm not a big drinker, so I was like, I'm just gonna get me a diet coke, 
and uh you know we'll be on, we'll be chilling so and uh so it, you know i take a couple bites of the hot dog open up the can of coke take a sip and it just tastes off to me can't really describe it but the flavor was just off um so i look under the can fuckers expired my fucker probably expired i think it was like august or july of this year and um yeah the, the taste was off so i had to go back i went up there um and then they, I, I, they must have just bought like cases from like a sam's club or a costco because they are all that same fucking date every single one of them so i just took a different i might have took a full flavor coke or something that one was a good date and shit so that started a wild three-week streak that i've been going on following week my work they order us lunch they cater us lunch we have having pizza and shit they got drinks in the cooler i pull out a coke zero take a drink of that takes fucking off look at the date expired expired by like six months so I mean, what the fuck man so i get another pop it is what it is and we go on and we go forth lunch gets catered again um go to go to work pop out of can pop out of the the cooler whole different i think it was just diet coke this time tastes like shit look under the can fucking expired and then i get we have a vending machine on site i bought one this week because i had forgot usually I'll, I'll toss like a energy drink in, in uh, my lunch bag or like a can of pop or something just to have with lunch forgot to so i was like all right i'll just get a a diet pepsi out of the uh the um machine there because unfortunately that's what we got i'm not a big diet pepsi guy but um get one of those and those are like two like two bucks now for a 20 ounce which is fucking stupid pop that out take a drink it's pretty much fucking flat look at that it's like december of of 2022 i'm like dude <laughs> so i don't know somebody's put up some sort of weird hex on me man where like i can't drink a, a pop that is of this fucking time frame where it's fresh and, and crisp and how it's supposed to taste so um i don't know man i don't know if somebody's like got some sort of weird doll or this is a sign from god like all right maybe you need to just like drink water forever not that i and i don't really i, I drink like a pop like a can of pop um with like my meal and that's it like i'm not just fucking sucking down pop all day but i don't know man somebody out there just doesn't want me to have or is trying to fucking like steer me away or is cursing me so um damn i had to bring that up man i'm, I'm hoping it ends because it, it is like a three week in a row fucking streak and i'm oh, really that hoping ends. that it ends yeah big time but i just had to fit that in there but anyways we got our guests sitting on the sidelines waiting ready to go uh, we've actually tried to get him on quite a few times over the years. I uh, just haven't been able to line it up. Finally can line it up, and for good reason. We're going to be talking uh, some youth wrestling. And um, we got a guy here that uh, is behind the scenes running the show, going to put on some tournaments and uh, all kinds of good stuff for uh, for the youth around the way here. And uh, we're going to get into that and a few other things. Um, uh, I got a couple text messages here. We may be actually even uh, having uh, a little dialogue with a former guest Great friend of show, Paul Tipulator, and we'll see what's going on. But for right now, episode 154, we have with us today my guy, Chad Stahl. Chad. Hey, guys. How's it for going? Being patient. Thanks for waiting and let us do our thing there. Um, and we had a couple of, like I told you before, when we have guests on, we have these little technical issues and shit. 
on the side that we were dealing with, but you've been patient and uh, we appreciate it. And it's great to finally have you on, man. Yeah. Great to be here guys. And I appreciate uh, you guys having me on. Um, but yeah, later on after we talk, uh, you know, business stuff, I think we are going to get uh, old Paul Tippy on Dylan. Uh, do you need me to send the number or do you have his on, on file? Let me know on that. Uh, while you're looking that up, though, but uh, yeah, like I said, Chad, we got you on for uh, a great reason because uh, you know you're you're putting in the the work there, boots on the ground, trying to get uh, you know youth wrestling, uh, I guess off the ground, maybe you'd say uh, a little bit around here because uh, I know uh, you know high school wrestling and stuff is is a pretty big deal, but you don't really see a whole lot of uh, you know talk about youth wrestling, and I even see you guys are trying to get um, like you know female you know, wrestling and stuff going to, which is pretty cool. And uh, I guess we'll just kind of start with um, why you wanted to get involved because, you know, you're pretty do- pretty busy dude as is. You got kids that are doing multiple sports and stuff to try to, to try to shoehorn even more stuff involving, uh, you know, other people's children. It seems to be like a daunting task, man. But I guess, uh, yeah, man, why would you want to get started with all this? Uh, well, I knew that I was going to be involved in youth wrestling again in some capacity as soon as we got an ultrasound that confirmed that I was going to have a son. Uh, mm-hmm. So about the time he started to be of age uh, to get into bitty wrestling, I started looking around. My daughter had already been enrolled at Lake, but Lake was no longer doing bitty wrestling, uh, at least not for that young. So we started out at Lake Erie, which is Clay's bitty program which is also a great program. Uh, um, and then I talked to Tom Jackson and he said that the Hummel brothers were going to be heading up, restarting the, uh, the Lake, uh, Biddy, uh, wrestling program. And then, uh, something happened. I think John got a new job, whereas ours work was going to be more demanding. So Mark asked me if I wanted to head it up. And that was the start of the Lake junior flyer wrestling club. Uh, we have, a uh, four year olds all the way up to 12 year olds in our room. And right out of the gate, the first year we had 60 plus kids, uh, all brand new first year wrestlers, pretty much with the exception of two kids. Uh, and then the second year we actually had around 85 kids. Uh, that's when we instituted a five U program we call flight school, uh, so that they can kind of learn how to learn and be in a safer environment so they're not rolling around next to 150 pound 12 year old uh and really honestly it's it's kind of a hobby to me it, it's an outlet uh i'm pretty dedicated to it i spend a decent amount of time thinking about or researching uh or networking in the wrestling community uh because i just want to be the best coach i can be uh, for the kids, I want my son to grow and others to grow around him and with him. So nice. Now you did send me a couple photos and links uh, to a video. Uh, I want you to be kind of like the conductor of when you want those posted up during t- different talking points. You don't have to go through it all at once or anything like that. But you just let me know. All right. Well, I mean, I'll start out by saying I'm I'm not the most knowledgeable about wrestling. I mean, I know your basic wrestling. I know aggression. I know athleticism. Uh, I think I do a more than good enough job at the bitty level, but I also know that the world's changing. Uh, you know, social media, TikTok, uh, wrestling's not growing like other sports, so you have to adapt. And that's why I started, you know, filming things, taking pictures, putting them with cool music, and started a TikTok. 
you know, to get more eyes on not only my son, but youth wrestling and how cool it can be in general, if you'd want to throw that up. Yeah, the TikTok video? Yes, sir. Absolutely. I get this through. Yeah, I mean, there's there's other there's other people around doing this around the country, you know, but nobody in Northwest Ohio, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah, so just stuff stuff like that. I mean, it's fun for me to do, and it gets more eyes on the sport. You know, whenever I'm recruiting kids, you know, asking them, you know, at school function or something like, hey, do you play winter sport? You know, you ought to try wrestling. It's real fun. I'll open that, and I'll show them, you know, trophies that kids that I've coached win or those TikTok videos. And I think a lot of why we have had good numbers is, you know, that kind of outreach. You know, I'm, I, I put all the kids' names on the announcements every Monday morning if they've placed a tournament. That's something they look forward to. Uh, and pretty much trying to build a culture at Lake uh, from the ground up, uh, from the biddy on up to the high school. We've got great, great parents and coaches and kids in the middle school and the high school. Uh, so I'm just trying to do my part so that the next crop of kids that come behind my, my own son, uh, you know, are left with something more than I had or that these nice. kids had. I like that. Okay, man. So you, um, go ahead, Dylan. Sorry. <clears throat> oh, you're good. I was just going to say you're setting a good foundation there. And a nice saying that we have here on TSP is brick by brick. And something I did notice on that video is that you'd be bringing home some hardware. So, like, that has to be a great feeling, too. Just, you know, not only starting the foundation uh, now, but building off of, like, this, I guess, the attitude and, uh, I guess, the what's the word? I'm, I, I keep having brain farts on this podcast, but you're bringing back, you're bringing home hardware. How is that um, going for, like, the little, little guys kind of, like, well, feeling at, the success? Well, at that age, it's... Uh it's difficult because that really is the only thing they realize is the marker for success is if they come home with an award. Uh, but I'm a firm believer that you got to celebrate little victories, especially in a sport like wrestling. Uh, like that. You know, go out there and, and you, you can't control what your opponent does. You can only be as prepared as you can be. And no one can ask you to do more than what you're capable of. So if you go out there and you fight your best, that's a win. You know, uh, CJ, my son stepped up to the eight U at the Ohio state fair this year and was wrestling and giving up a couple of pounds but uh so young man in the bracket got demolished by two separate state champions uh he was crying after the match you know thought i was going to be disappointed or thought it was a bad match and i was like dude that that was the best i've ever seen you wrestle you know you're getting after it and you know you fought as hard as you could there's nothing you can do if you get stuck mm -hmm. 
so that's the, all the hardware is awesome and that will get kids in the door. Oh, Hey, I want to win that too. Uh, but you really, there's a saying in wrestling to trust the process and you got to embrace the suck and stuff like that. Uh, so the process is what you eventually want to teach the kids or foster the kids falling in love with, uh, because you you can't have the results without the work. And that's something that a lot of people are don't understand all the time. You know, they think that just everybody gets an award, but in wrestling, that's what I like about it is, you know, it's only you out there and the better man wins or, or woman. Yeah, that it's true. And culture was the word I was looking for. You're creating a great culture. Sorry, Bobby. Go yes. Ahead. Yeah. Um, before we get into uh, you know the endeavors and, and tournament stuff that you're getting ready to, to put on, because um, we got you know we got parents out there that are listening and, and watching, so um, you know why why would somebody want their kid to get into to wrestling, um, and you know at, at a young age, and and what do you think the benefits are to that? Uh, well, wrestling's a virtue builder. I mean. What I say, you know, to the parents and to anybody that's on the fence about wrestling is that me or anybody else that's wrestled uh, is we're still using lessons or tactics that we learned in wrestling in real life. If something happens at work, an obstacle, you know, comes up, we don't flip out and, uh, you know, lose our heads. You know, we can gather ourselves, sidestep and take an angle and, you know, attack the problem. Uh, It'll teach you exactly what I was just talking about with, um, you know, success coming at the cost of work. You know, you you don't get anything in this sport unless you put it in. So, uh, and that's a hard lesson to learn at a young age. But I wish that maybe I would have uh, learned that lesson a little younger in my life. So, okay. Uh, another thing too, I know that a lot of people were concerned about is you know, at least back in our day. Um, you'd, you'd hear stories and, and rumors of, you know, some of the extreme like weight cutting, you know, to make sure you you make weight for that week's tournament or whatever. I've heard that a lot of that stuff is kind of out the window now. So just for um, I'm kind of I just asking from the end of the parents that are sitting there like that have maybe our age that have heard those kind of horror stories. Like if you can kind of touch on that as well. Uh, yeah, there's there's. There are people at every level that are cutting weight. There are rules in place at different levels to avoid, you know, a severe unhealthy weight cut in high school. You have to weigh in for like your baseline and you, then you can't rise or above or below uh, that during the course of the season. During youth, I, I would never ask anyone to cut. Uh, you know, if you're 0.3 over and you think you can, you know, make it from just going for a jog, then yeah, we'll try to get you under because the next weight class up might be 15 pounds up. And if you're six years old, you know, 15 pounds is a lot, but yeah. there's no, uh, I mean, my son's not on any sort of special diet. Uh, he doesn't eat, he eats like any other seven year old kid, uh, because they are kids and you do have to make it about fun. I think a lot of people, a lot of times I'm a little too serious about it. Uh, and we do have a lot of fun in the wrestling room. Tournaments are fun. I just enjoy wrestling and the entire wrestling community. I met a lot of great people, uh, learned a lot from a lot of coaches around the area. Uh, we, we go to open mats at eight, eight or nine clubs around Northwest Ohio. If it's drivable and if it's going to be a good room and if it's a good coach that I can learn from as well, then we want to be there. Uh, 
and that's helped me tremendously. You know, if I need any advice, uh, if I need help with something, if we need to get ready for a tournament, you know, my son, uh, in during the summer and someone's having open mats, we're always welcome, you know, where we have friends. Uh, like you're seeing that. these people every Sunday for three months straight for eight hours a Sunday. So you're going to get to know them. Uh, so I like to network. I'm, and, I'm glad you and, said that too. Cause, um, one thing I remember just noticing is that like, as far as, um, the wrestlers in general, they kind of had like a camaraderie or a brotherhood that you wouldn't see with the basketball team or, you know, a volleyball squad, like those guys, like you guys go through, you know, I guess war together, you know, in, in a sense, um, and going through some vigorous, you know, training and, and, and conditioning and stuff. So that's going to strengthen, you know, a bond amongst those guys too. So that's one thing I've always noticed with, uh, you know, wrestlers and stuff, especially all you guys I know that I'm friends with that um, came from that background. Like, um, you know, that's definitely, you kind of see a lot of the stuff is still instilled in you uh, to this day, you know, years later. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, it'll teach you to have principles and uh, discipline as well. And you're right, you know, it's kind of like a brothers in arms type of thing. Even if you're not particularly friendly with someone, you know, if you grew up wrestling with them, you guys kind of shared a common experience where you were broken a little bit and reforge, you know, uh, in order to meet a goal. Uh, I've got a great group of coaches around me. I mean, once we put the word out that we were restarting Lake, uh, Brandon Piper has been a huge help uh, as well as his wife, Angela, uh, Dusty Fincher. These are all guys that I wrestled with, uh, Richard Stuck is someone that didn't go to Lake, but has also been a great help. And I even pulled uh, Danny Tarver out of hiding, and he runs our 5U flight school. Uh, he's on the wall, state placer, so that was a huge pickup. Uh, and he's been a lot of help as well as far as like tactical ability. He's able to explain things really well to the kids. Uh, and then, of course, Mark and Paul up at the varsity, Anthony McGeorge. These are all guys that grew up wrestling for Lake, so that's why I think things are, uh, you know, catching fire there as far as culture goes is because we all grew up together and we all want a common goal. Yeah. I mean, that, that list of, of guys that you listed off, I mean, obviously everyone's not going to recognize the names. Uh, these are guys right. that we went to school with and he, he wrestled with, but, um, you know, the amount of, of experience and in, in years doing that stuff is, you know, um, unfathomable. It's just a lot, especially, you know, Dan Tarver is somebody out there that was, you know, one of the better guys to come out of the lake. So to have him, um, you know, teaching the, the, the younger kids is definitely uh, a big uh, tool and that helped big time. But um, let's get into some of the stuff you're working on now. Uh, I don't know if you want to get into what you're working on with Vantage or if we want to touch on the Maverick. We can do, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do here, man. Uh, well, if you want to throw that Vantage logo up uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, my brother and I, who's been a huge help to me, also, probably more so than anybody in this whole wrestling team, coaching, organizing journey. Uh, and it more so when I came to my tournament, he helped me plan the whole thing. Uh, so we wanted to do more tournaments. Uh, we reached out to Vantage, who is our gear supplier. They're based in Fremont, Ohio. I think they've got the best quality gear that I've used personally. That's who our team store is through. Uh, they put on a lot of great events, Ohio Prospect Camp. Uh, they're heavily involved in building Northwest Ohio wrestling and the culture around it. Uh, I reached out and asked if they'd like to get involved in our tournament, the Maverick, um, and sat down and had a meeting with them and they agreed, uh, we're going to do it big. If you want to throw the uh, flyer up, this is the first time, uh, 
we're showing the flyer after it's been semi-finalized for this year's Maverick. Uh, Vantage is on again, or is coming on as a title sponsor. They'll have uh, merchandise there, and they'll be taking over our Maverick t-shirts, uh, also for sale on site. Uh, in return, they'll help us promote it and grow the event. Uh, when Mark told me, Mark Homo, the varsity coach at Lake, told me we were going to uh, run a bitty tournament last year. It was last August, maybe. Uh, it was like a dream come true. I've always wanted to run a tournament. Uh, he suggested we call it the Lake Biddy Tournament, and I said, I'm not running the Lake Biddy Tournament. We're going to have to do this, <laughs> do this big. Uh, and, you know, Top Gun Maverick had just come out. We're the Flyers. It just fit. And instantly, I built a picture of all the details in my head. Uh, it's like I've been thinking about it for years. Uh, we've also got Tracy King and Alice Inc. as sponsors. They helped us out big time last year. Uh, Tracy is who I go to for my tattoos and all of our wrestling-related uh, graphics. He did this year's uh, flyer, last year's flyer, our logo, the Maverick logo. Uh, if you want to throw up the uh, medals from last year, that'd be great. Uh, so we're going to do it even bigger than we did it last year. These are the medals from last year, but we are going to do something new, bigger and better for this year. Uh, we're working with uh, Southern Respect and Charles Compton on that. He's been huge for that tournament as well. Uh, when Mark uh, presented it to me, like I said, it was like a dream come true. Uh, and I just wanted to take everything that I've learned from other tournaments, the successes and failures of them, and run the perfect tournament. How would I run a tournament? Because everyone's got, you know, an opinion. Oh, they should have done this. They should have done that. Do it. Do it then and see if that works. Because it's a tough endeavor. I mean, we had 378 kids from six states last year. 11 of them named Maverick. Uh, and it's a, it's a lot going on in a six to seven hour span. Uh, so we just wanted to do it big. Like people haven't done it around here. We've been going to these new way events, which are like national level youth tournaments. Uh, and they've got the cool awards which everybody loves the cool awards. They promo it, you know, drop videos leading up to it or, or cool flyers. And I just wanted to do it different and set it apart. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Um, when you, I remember you brought it to us and, and um, kind of gave us your, your, your thoughts and, and kind of uh, how you were picturing how it would go. Um, we definitely uh, were digging it and then to kind of make it, a reality i mean starting off with just the fact that you're using you know you know fighter jets as the uh as the medals is really cool i mean that, that makes it stand out instead of it's just usual i mean getting a medal itself is cool but when it kind of matches the, the whole you know when everything's themed and it comes together that's pretty cool and then last year i know you said you had uh i believe you had bcsn come and, and uh you know tape some stuff which was really cool i know that had to have been really awesome for the kids and, and probably even for the parents. And I know that, uh, I remember you saying people could, um, like buy, like buy the footage or whatever through BCSN, I believe, or could yeah, you could order I remember it. They call it like a, a game ticket or something. You buy a ticket to watch a, a past event. We covered the 10 U and the 12 U finals. Uh, and it was huge. Uh, the kids really loved it. We did fail in some areas. We were running a little behind schedule, but we still got the tournament in and it, it was, a success, uh, I believe, and 
from what I've been told and talked to other people about, they enjoyed coming. They'll be back. We had teams from three, four hours away. And then we had a kid from West Virginia, a couple kids from Illinois. Uh, I'm hoping to bring some more traveling kids around. I, I want to grow it into the biggest non-state or state qualifying tournament in at least Northwest Ohio, if not Ohio. Uh, we're gaining traction. We're going to do it even bigger this year. I'm going to add a couple more things in that the kids are going to love. I mean, we're going to do a parade of champions, I think, where we, the kids will walk across the mat and be introduced as a club, uh, which is an idea I got from another local tournament. Uh, so I've just pulled ideas from everywhere and what seems to be cool and ask questions. What do people want to see? I mean, I remember last year, a lot of times tournaments won't drop their entry list uh, because they don't, if it's a low entries, they don't want people to be scared away from a last minute sign up. But my brother told me we should drop ours because we had some really heavy hitters from the area and from outside the area. And we kind of did some guerrilla promo on the internet. I posted the matrix and said, uh, you know, uh, tired of seeing the same kids every week. You know, there's an alternative and then posted the uh, entry list. So you could see what you were up against and in wrestling, you know, you want anybody who's a higher level wrestler is going to want to wrestle high, higher level kids so they can see where they're at. Sure. Yeah. Some of uh, those uh, medals was that, it's very unique, and I do definitely like them because um, you know exactly where you got them. And for like the kids that win them now, like from years from now, are going to know exactly where they got that medal from and remember that experience as you build this going forward. And there's like, I mean, that, that's kind of different from other places because I know like when I was in track, I never wrestled or anything, but winning medals and like ribbons and stuff like that from track invitationals, I know. Congratulations on all my success, but. Um, I mean, I could look at those and be like, I have no idea where I got that from. You know, they don't have like a name or anything, just a standard dollar general medal, you know. Uh, but with these, they're, they're unique. Uh, the kids are going to love them and they're going to exact, know exactly where they got that from years from now when they look back at it. Yeah, and that's and that's what we wanted. We want to we want them coming back, you know, next year and bringing their friends with them. Uh, uh, I again with the guerrilla promotion, I was on every forum you could get posting my flyer last year and my theory behind it was it's it was going to annoy people but you can come discuss it with me you know january 14th at lake high school uh at the maverick invitational you're going to know um, about it either way i don't know if you already have the national anthem set up but i mean dylan's got a great set of pipes um something to think about you know a little, little tsp okay. maverick possible. collab there so we were going to have we were going to have james come in and do it again he did it kind of off in a corner last year and a lot of people didn't know that it was him playing. So next year we're going to put him out in the center of the mats spotlight style. If I can swing it, uh, and watch him shred off there. So, and just experiences like that, you know, that's the cool wrestling tournaments. So after the Maverick, my brother and I, uh, we started, you know, just spitballing ideas for tournaments and then kind of formed, uh, we call it renegade wrestling tournaments. We're hoping to run more tournaments for other schools and independently, uh, which brings me to my next talking point. I don't have any uh, graphic on it or anything, but Vantage, <clears throat> the gear supplier from earlier that's sponsoring the Maverick, uh, the owner, Devin, great guy, is really committed to growing wrestling in Northwest Ohio. And uh, we talked about some ideas that we had that we were going to kind of collaborate on. And I think in the spring, we're going to run. A showcase style event 
sponsored by Vantage. Uh, don't have a date yet. I'm thinking April, so it's after the state tournament. But what how it works is uh, wrestling training centers will do this to raise money for their athletes that are training for you know the Olympics. Uh, but you'll apply to be on there. You'll list your accomplishments, your age, your weight, your name, uh, any notable wins. And then we'll pool that and pull good matchups out of it. And then you'll wrestle one match. You'll pick, you know, your entry music, a couple facts about you. What do you like about wrestling? Uh, Vantage is going to make them singlets to wear. And uh, it'll be a whole big production. We're hoping to get something involved with live streaming with that as well. So we can broadcast that over the internet. So nobody's uh, left out that can't make it. But we're hoping that's a huge thing for the area. Uh, because I don't think anything like that's been done where you can just independently apply you're matched up and it's like a promoted kind of like a UFC fight card where, you know, this person versus this person, this person versus this person. And then, you know, on the day it's, you know, there's lighting, there's music. It'll be a, a cool experience. And that won't just be youth. I'll, I'll take high school kids for that as well. If I'm allowed to after the state tournament, um, because I think that would be great for wrestling in general. It's, it's catching on in, Northeast Ohio and Southern Ohio, Cincinnati area and Cleveland area have been doing it. So why not us? Uh, we've got talent to showcase around here. We've got a lot of great uh, clubs and coaches, families and wrestlers. And <clears throat> I'm just trying to do a little more to push the area. I like that, man. Tip, tip of the cap. Very admirable. Cause um, as, as we all know, there's a lot of people out there in all facets of life that, can talk the talk, absolutely talk the talk all day long. They won't even take the first step. And you got your hands, you know, you know, deep in that cookie jar and making things happen. Um, and like I said, the, the thing is, is like you're, you're legitimately doing it for the kids, man. Like this is, uh, you know, something that, you know, this isn't something where you, you gain some sort of, you know, well, personal I'd be, thing. I'd be lying if I didn't say it wasn't a sense of pride. Uh, I mean, this, like I said, this is a hobby for me and it, it keeps my mind occupied and, and gives me purpose. Uh, it's what I enjoy doing. I mean, I love running these tournaments. I love being around wrestling. Uh, I love doing it with my son and my son's friends. I get to do it with my brother and all the people I grew up with. So uh, wrestling pulled me out of a pretty dark place uh, mid COVID. So this opportunity uh, meant a lot to me to start with Lake and build to where we're at. I like it, man. Yeah, like like Dylan said, um, and we, and we stole the, our credo from from Barstool, but the brick by brick is is what we talk about, um, you know, and and um, whether it, it's a you know it's gonna be a slow build, but just keep doing your thing, man. And I I think uh, you know we'll, we'll be seeing you guys, you know, um, you know on, on the big stage in the future, and we can't wait. And hopefully, at some point, you know, we'll have to get maybe even for the Maverick, man. Maybe we'll have to get TSP a TSP uh, hey. insignia somewhere over there and uh that'll help you know help us help you or and vice versa hey i'm actually looking uh to get a podcast involved with the tournament and in uh interviewing as uh capacity so if that's like, something you guys uh would like to help out with we can work something out you're live you know, on we'll have, location we'll to, uh, that's what i'm saying we could do that especially but also yeah if i don't get the privilege to do the national anthem i would uh i would have no uh, problem being your bruce buffer for these events. So. <laughs> oh, okay. I can get hey, right. so we'll a nice to, fancy we suit from a menswear house. Yeah. <laughs> we could definitely uh, work oh. something out. 
There it is, baby. Hey, yeah. Nah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the reverb yeah. up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I like that, man. I like that a lot. Um, But uh, I got one more question. But while we're doing that, Dylan, if you want to st- set up this little phone call for after we get through the, the business portion. But um, for the <laughs> folks that um, maybe want to get more information or want to figure out how they can get the kid involved or themselves involved, what well, you know? What are the ways to contact? Who? Uh, what pages can they possibly join or, or follow? Uh, let that information go, man. Uh, well, we do have a Facebook group for the Lake Junior Flyer Wrestling Club. Uh, it is a private group, but I have shared the link on my personal Facebook, uh, Jan Anthony Stall Senior. If you want to look me up, uh, there's also a QR code that will go home with the kids on their sign up forms. It also went on the pre sign up forms last week. Uh, the Facebook page is the best way to keep up on information as it pertains to Junior Flyer Wrestling Club and the Maverick. Uh, there'll be a Renegade Wrestling Tournament's website up here shortly uh, with more information about that aspect. And I'll, as always, be doing my guerrilla promotion with the Maverick Invitational. And, you know, it will be everywhere. It'll be at 7-Eleven uh, hung up in the window and the skillet. It, it's, you've got to cast in, a, a um, wide net. Yeah, and of course, reach out to me or Dylan if you're listening and watching. You guys got interest. You got, you know, maybe you want to get your kid involved or you want to talk to Chad and get some more info. Uh, reach out to us and we will get that over to Chad or, you know, make sure you get a direct uh, a link to him and, and discuss it furthermore. But, Chad, um, now that we got the business out of the way, there were some things you wanted to address because we, we had a friend of ours on way back, way back. Um, in our first year, I think our, it was our eighth episode, we had a, a gentleman named Paul Tipion, and um, there, there were some comments made about you a good two or three years ago that you wanted to address, and we wanted to give you the floor to do that. Uh, I mean, we, we got Paul online. Yeah, I'm here. Paul, man, oh, what's... There it is. My man. Friend of, friend of uh, show, um, guest at, at, at one point way back in, in time. Paul Tibby's on with us, Paul. Um, our, our guy here, Chad, he, he said he wanted to address a few things pertaining to some comments made by you. Paul, been, I, I don't uh, know if he's been har- he's been harboring this stuff for a while, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's what's this I hear about pie crust? I mean, I, I don't think this looks like pie crust. I don't think these look like pie I, crust. So if Listen, you was, if you want to call me up, uh, go ahead. I call oh. you croissant croissant now. You've you've croissant. improved your flakiness a little bit, you know. <laughs> croissant stall, minimum flakiness. I'm Which, uh, thick, uh, <laughs> the thickest of bread. <laughs> yeah, I will say, hey, you become old reliable mostly. I'll, I'll say the, this though, like I feel like back in the day I would live up to what i was saying and then next next nowadays it's like i don't know what happens when you get older you're just like i'm not well we're growing up man we got these all these kids man that's what it is isn't it blame the uh, children listen the pie crust thing though you you did that to yourself i mean there's a wedding (laughs) there's a wedding that was missed there's a hey that was and uh me and Bob just spitballing, man, and I, I stand by that at the time for sure. Also, we're pretty sure, if I remember correctly, Paul downed a whole bottle of bourbon throughout the episode. So. 
I can't. Didn't I we, can't. Didn't we also call? Didn't we? Didn't we call you like tomatoes? Or no, you guys tomato were the tomato boys. tomato boys over Luke's wedding <laughs> that was unavoidable, and Luke wasn't even mad about it. As mad as you guys were, <laughs> we were mad, but we just loved. We loved. Poker. Yeah, you know the susceptibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, you did you did that all to yourself. You you spoke that into. The, I was the architect of my own demise. Yeah, absolutely. You did it to yourself. And me, when you put it on the tee, of course, Bobby and I are going to take a swing. You know, True. You would do the thought, same. You would do the same. better of you guys. Yeah, I guess with the whole sub six foot thing. But. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, um, yeah, you just, after you polish off your cup of coffee, you you jumping into Azeroth or whatever. <laughs> Dude, so okay, all right. So me and Dave, I tell you, we've been playing WoW again for like the first time in years, and we're playing that well, yeah. hard mode. So, if, so if you die, you're like dead, and you know, David's impatience just transfers right over into that game, dude. And uh, the other day, he died at level thirty nine. So we're in a grieving process now because we don't. We, we're like I'm, I'm like lost without my partner in Azeroth. So. I don't know. Wrestling season's coming. I honestly don't even have time for it anymore. So I'm about done for a while, anyways. How much longer <laughs> are you living the? I, well, I mean, you got Bell, but the Bachelor life. Ashley's back Tuesday night. Bell just got back. I was, I was. Oh, so you were living the full on, dude, and not yeah, one call dude. to the Freeman, not one Freeman signal, wild, dude. Yeah, you're that you're living uh, like that's like ascended Freeman status. Yeah. It, it, it was it was different, dude. But I mean, I did have kind of plans. Well, I kind of plans already, anyway. So like, you know, the wrestling um, cornhole tournament and play poker Friday night with my buddy. He's been asking forever. And I told him I'd, I'd play, and I actually thought I double booked myself. I still don't know if I did or not. Mark never gave me a straight answer if I was supposed to be at concessions or not. <laughs> but he told, but he told me I, he was he was covered. But I still feel bad now. He made me feel bad yesterday. So. You should you should have been there. You're a coach, man. Hey, man. That's hey, fair. Man. Lay, off. <laughs> lay, lay off, buddy. Come here, come here, break, dude. I, didn't you just hear what I said? I had a free weekend, dude. I haven't had that. Yeah. Before. Can't can't blame you. I mean, honestly, honestly, I didn't do squat though, which was like the plan. That's you know, a good it was kind of nice though. just to do nothing. Yeah. But yeah, Ash and Sarah are living it up there. She just called me. She's gonna. She's talking about doing an ice bath. I'm like definitely get a video of that because she does this like lower lip quiver thing where she, <laughs> and she kind of can't control her lower lip. It's freaking funny. So I'm like, make sure you get that on film. <laughs> um, yeah, enough about me though. But yeah, call me when the Iron Claw uh, comes out because that look that looks sweet. That dude from um, what Shameless and the Bear and stuff like that. He's a good actor. He's in it. MJF is in it, man. Oh. That's gonna be the best of it. He doesn't know MJF. That is. He's a wrestler. He's an I mean, actual, he's a does current he have an day pro wrestler. Name or just initials? Maxwell Jacob J Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. Yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah I he's know the him. AEW. World, he's a world heavyweight champ. Just kidding. I don't know, dude. That didn't do anything for me. Um, but <laughs> where you go next next Saturday, man? Um, Jimmy's talking about maybe having the boys over for because UFC is at two p.m. start time, which is always the best. So. Yeah, I won't be able Big to. Though. I'll be in Dayton. 
Got it. Bill's got a uh, hang up. Hang up, Bill. Stuff, so. so listen, listen, listen. Don't do it. Don't, don't, don't hang up on me, dude. Listen, <laughs> listen. All right. I, well, you're not using my fryer then. He asked my fryer. Yeah, and, and I'm the Chris, I'm the croissant. <laughs> I know. James is trying to. He's like trying to course me into being like his personal chef for events. I think. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, well, hey, dude, you like Chad did it to himself. You've done it to you yourself now. Last time you manned the grill like a boss for hours all by yourself. Yeah, for like four hours, yeah. Was yeah, dude. That was, that was impressive, dude. And you did the thing. What about the fish but, fry uh, at James's? Yeah, we need to do that. I need to get rid of this walleye. But I have I have that fryer and stuff, and James already has to borrow dude, it. Dude, I don't know what it is, man. But every single... Every single big UFC event, you uh, are out of town. It's crazy. The streak you're on. I know. It, yeah, it seriously has not worked out in a while. It's just the big yeah. ones, too. But that's... Yeah. You just got to do, man. But, Pie uh, crust. Anyone yeah. like McGregor? McGregor? <laughs> What's that? In December? Is there like a McGregor and Sugar Show one? I know they're trying to put that together. I don't together. know if McGregor's beyond... I don't because he he just entered the testing pool, but now they're not yeah. they're getting rid of it. So I don't know what they're going to do with him. He can't. He won't be able to fight until next year because they have USADA until January. Yeah, and there's no way he's fighting under USADA. I think I think that was a big dispute. And then so they they're going to get a different um, organization to run the drug test now, I guess. But uh, so Connor definitely won't be back until next year. Yeah, and then who knows? Even then, so right. Um, but yeah, Paul, thanks for giving us a little bit of your your time there, man. I know you're you're, you're just jam packed this weekend. Um, but Chad, like I said, that was one of the things he texted us during the week. Was like, hey, maybe we can get Paul on. I got to address a few things, <laughs> and uh, we had a, we had a lot of. Are it. you uh, are you satisfied? I like Chad? how it, I like I I take satisfaction in knowing that now you are the pie crust with this whole. I'm oh. always out of town. Oh, Ashley's got no. plans. Oh, I can't come oh. to the UFC. Uh, think about that event. <laughs> oh my god, dude. pie crust uh, tippy. Li- <laughs> listen, dude. Yeah. I'm old. I'm still old, reliable, dude. <laughs> Gosh dang it! <laughs> oh, <laughs> you are a reliable friend. You are a reliable. Ass, but... <laughs> hey, dude. I love you, dude. <laughs> love you too, Paul. <laughs> I love you guys, man. I love you guys. <laughs> hey, man. Back at All you, right. dude. Great to uh, take talk to you, and uh, appreciate it, man. Appreciate you coming on for a minute. So we'll, uh, we'll right, be in so touch. Like, yeah, thanks See for you, having man. me. All right, later. See ya. All right. Well, there we go. We got that out of the way. That was nice. <laughs> got to. Uh, that was that was years in the making, actually. So I wish I had actually get that. Pre- prepared for it. But. Uh, Chad, we're we're gonna jump in the mill. I, I kind of explained what that was all about. Um, I don't know. You're, you're more than welcome to stay on and give some of your thoughts on on these topics. But if you got to skate, um, we, we understand as well. So whatever you want to do, man. Uh, I'll, I'll hang out for a little bit. I got a little bit of time. Yeah. So um, that's right with you guys. Let's, let's, let's do it, Absolutely. man. You can be our our third uh, compadre. So let's let's run it. <laughs> Yes, sir. There it is. 
Always got to bring in that wheelchair spin, baby. We got a loaded, a loaded round the mill session. Uh, Bobby, is my mic still uh, staticky? Uh, a little bit, actually. In Paul's audio, I don't know. Did that? Did you get any kind of like a little bit of static when Paul's on? I don't know if it's just me hearing that or. or I was good on my end. Okay. Uh, Dylan was was kind of choppy a little earlier, but. Okay. That's what I was kind of catching too. So. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's definitely it can be. It's a little noticeable when you talk, but. Well, damn it! You know. Well, anyways, it's just one of those days, man. What's that? It's just one of them, one of them days, man, for TSP. One of them it's days. One of them I'm days. not clipping or anything either, so I don't know what what it could be. Maybe a loose cable around these neck of the woods. But, anyways, we got around the mill and a loaded one at that for one fifty four. Um, you know, we're gonna go talk about a little bit more Netflix. We're piggybacking off of what we talked about uh, last week, and maybe the reason why the race prices all together. Uh, we got a little Caesars and goat rentals. Skittles are banned in California. Bigfoot sightings. Uh, Jada Pickett may have lost more than just her hair. And David Ajoku burns. So let's get right into it. Um, I guess we'll start with the Netflix right off the rip. Uh, last week, we talked about Netflix raising their subscription prices because we talked about three things are for certain in life. Death, taxes, Netflix raising their subscription prices randomly. This may not be so random. Um, I guess they are doing a a building so to speak a permanent building on location they're going to call it the netflix house all right and basically um i don't have any like links or anything for this but what they're trying to do is uh create where a uh, fans can immerse themselves in their favorite tv shows and movies and stuff uh, they can shop merch at these locations and they can eat themed foods. I don't know what themed foods are, but maybe it's going to be more so foods from like uh, different shows or whatnot, um, or or foods and meals that are related to their favorite shows, I should say. And also have a possible Squid Games obstacle course at these locations. So they're really pushing the op- uh, Squid Games themed stuff. Um, but yeah, they're trying to make this a global thing. I'm not too sure. They won't have much details on far as where it's going to be started at, but. Uh, Look out for those locations. Maybe that's the reason why they're uh, increasing their subscriptions to pay off these uh, future endeavors. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Would you guys go if there was one nearby? Um, I which I guess it just depends on what they were trying to you know charge at the gate there. Right. I don't know if I'm going to pay sixty bucks to screw around in a in a Squid Games thing where I probably quite possibly could have some sort of heart aneurysm or any of this sort, but who knows? Uh, I think it'd be interesting to check out, especially if it's going to have different theme stuff, because I'm sure if they're going to have Squid Games, they're probably going to have, uh, I don't know, Stranger Things is one of their bigger things that they got going on over there, so that'd probably be a big hit and uh, any any of that kind of stuff, so uh, that'd be cool. So yeah, it just depends on where it'd be at, because I'm sure initially it's probably going to be like California, Florida type type stuff. It came anywhere near Ohio, so yeah, just to be uh, and just to be uh, depend. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I don't think you'd see anything like that anywhere near where we live for quite a while. Anyhow, maybe Detroit or Cleveland, but I could see Columbus. Maybe they seem to try to be like the guinea pig of everything. Yeah, maybe even more so than Cleveland, honestly. Yeah. I just don't know what it would entail. It would be like kind of like a 
TV show themed David Buster's type deal. Maybe not so much arcade, but more of like TV th- show themed or. Well, I've seen like those stuff, like those Mr. Beast pop-ups. There's like a giant, uh, like a gumball machine type thing, and people go up. It's like an influencer pop-up deal. Is is it going to be something like that, or that'd be kind of cool? Like, see celebrities at these locations. Maybe they have like some kind of deal in that in place for that. Because I know you have like Netflix contracts for this stuff, but yeah, that'd be cool, especially for, for sure. grand openings. But uh, we move forward uh, for more topics here. Uh, Bobby, you uh, had a story for Toledo. Little Caesars shut down in Toledo, and they have a unusual sign. Uh, yeah. Um, I can't remember. I was I had initially found a different story that I was on there, but just, just scrolling on 13ABC, I mean, that immediately caught my eye. Because, I mean, when I seen it first, I thought it said um, Toledo Boat Rental coming soon which would make a hell of a lot more sense because you know right here on the river and you know people you know got their boats and whatnot but it says yeah (laughs) coming soon on on lewis avenue here in toledo which it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense and the story is even stranger um if you want to play that video If you're considering purchasing an annuity, let's meet for 15 um, minutes before you make your final decision. In addition to providing you... I hit the little... Now you're positive. You gotta hit the little speaker thing, I think. Yeah, there you go. And then you can skip. Well, now now you can skip, of course. Um, Yeah, this owner apparently just fired all his people and... I'm on. Went dark. There we go. Ready when you are. Yep. Let's do it. Brooklyn has the night off. Well, days after a little Caesar suddenly closed, there's a new sign in the window, and it's creating quite a stir online. New at 11, 13 Action News reporter Tony Geftis is live to show us what's up with the sign, Tony. It is anybody's guess at this point, Diane. Is it real? Is it to get attention? The sign says, Glass City Goat Rental, coming soon. <laughs> One mom simply wants to know what's happening because her three kids work at this little Caesars, and they're out of a job. The signs in front of the Little Caesars on Lewis near Sylvania say closed, but it's a sign in the window that's getting the most attention online. It says oh. Glass City Goat Rental coming soon. So my son went and worked his shift from 3 to 9. Everything was fine. He came home. He got a text message from his manager at 1030 stating that uh, the owner came. Um, he locked the had the locks changed on the doors, pushed everybody out the door, fired everyone, and the location remains closed. Jody Banasak is the mother of three kids who all worked at this Little Caesars. That's until this past Sunday when Jody says the manager texted her son the pizza place closed. He never got into any trouble. He rarely called off. He actually went to work and actually worked. Now Jody wants to know what's going on. She's not alone. When 13 Action News posted a picture of this sign tonight, it racked up hundreds of shares on Facebook. I'm sorry, the person you are trying to reach has a voicemail box that has not been set up yet. The number to the restaurant gives no information. The store's website shows its hours are open Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, closed all day the rest of the week, and there was no response to our Facebook message. Just to fire an entire staff with no notice and no just cause, it it just doesn't sit well with us, and it impacts our neighborhood. Now 13 Action News and many curious Toledoans are waiting to see whether this sign is real and what exactly the owner has in store. 
I did get an email tonight from someone who claims to be the owner and said he's a brand strategist. There was still no clear explanation about the sign or the store closure. We're going to continue to keep you posted on this one. Diane? <laughs> Is it wild, man. Dump that old desk? I, uh, I don't know what, what, to, what to make of that because Lewis Avenue in the middle of you know Toledo, it's not, not very rural, you know? Um, no, I, I, the fact that he said that, uh, the guy was a brand strategist, like maybe it's like seeing how much of a stir that could cause in that area. Sure. Uh, you know, did. Hey, the advertising works. I mean, people are reading the sign, but it does say something pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Without a doubt, man. So I caught that and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that lady and your kids have any sort of case. Cause I don't know. Can you just. A guy can just come in and be like, "Get the fuck out!" Like you're done. See I would you think that he could he could close his franchise whenever, but it would be cool for Little Caesars to say, "Hey, we'll send you over to this store that's a block yeah. and a half away." Or like some sort of, I mean, I don't know if like severance could even be a thing at, at a place like that. But do you guys think that uh, Tony Tony Geftos is a straight player nowadays, or what? What's with he's his slick back hair, he's, dude? Tony Geftos is I getting it watch done. All his, he always we just posted a video of his like a couple weeks ago. He does the dine in four one nine where he goes to all these yep. restaurant stuff and yeah, man. He's been he's been rocking in Toledo for years, dude. He's the man. Didn't he have a like a top knot for a little while? Like a little man yeah. bun? Yeah. Dude. He's player. Switching it up, dude. Rocking. <laughs> what we got next, Dilo? Yeah, it does seem though, I would, my two cents on that situation was that it does seem like maybe the he says he's a strategist. Maybe this is Little Caesar's way of strategizing some kind of goat cheese or something. I don't know. But <laughs> either way, that is pretty wild. Um, and maybe my speculation. All right, fire everyone you have and <laughs> yes. put the sign up. Send in the goat cheese. We're going to use goat cheese now. <laughs> no, but he might have received some kind of fucking bag in the middle of the night and being like, <laughs> opportunity. He's like, all right, fuck this shit. I'm out of the pizza biz. A goat head in his bed, like the Godfather. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, shit! But we'll see. I'm gonna try uh, to hopefully, like you said, they're they're gonna try to keep tabs on that. So hopefully, we'll start getting some answers going forward because I'm very, very interested and in, invested in this uh, development. We got to We definitely got to keep the TSPers alive and well as, uh, for the people that are not in the Toledo area um, on this story. But California. People always have a destination um, when they think of, like, where do you want to go visit? Where do you want to go move? California, maybe not in recent years, but uh, it's always been, like, a talking point of, like, oh, I wish I could go uh, live there, visit there, or whatever. But nice weather, but not really um, not really nice when it comes to banning things like gasoline vehicles. And now, some people's favorite candy. Uh, Bobby, you sent me this story here that uh, the, the Skittles, Skittles candy is being banned in california can you give us more on this information that that's the, the word that initially came out um but as people kind of unraveled and stuff there was a bill um that was passed in the state that they want to change some of the ingredients um that are found in a lot of different snacks and candies and stuff and i got the list here it's brominated vegetable oil potassium bromate um and uh, a red dye number three so they want to i guess Obviously, uh, that must be something pretty pretty messed up with those. Even the whole people have been eating Skittles and, and all these other things for 
years on end, but um, <laughs> it does say though um, that Skittles are, are, are exempt because I guess it doesn't have all four of them or something. So who knows? It looks like they'll be safe from any major changes, but uh, I know a lot of there are a lot of products out there that, that have like the brown native vegetable oil and all all different you know the red dyes um, you know in there. So well, you know there could be some stuff taken off the shelf, or they're going to have to go back and revamp the you know the recipes or or whatever and see what's going on. Because for the longest time, I I, you know, I don't know the difference between red three. I've always heard of something about red forty in the past like year and a half. People yeah. like up in arms about that. So I don't know what the big differences are between red three and and red forty, but apparently these uh these food dyes are uh, not too great. So um yeah, but that was that was a big thing. I I think I don't remember I seen that first. Probably Twitter, some stupid shit. Um and I started doing my my googles and stuff, and that quickly became debunked. But got you. It was it was a little wild at first, man. Because yeah, I mean shit, Skittles rule. Yeah, that would be crazy if they did ban the candy. I mean, I don't know. And that makes sense with ingredients and stuff, but it wouldn't surprise me being from California. They're trying to like ban everything over there, but yeah. Well, I mean, there's brominated at- vegetable oil in, in Mountain Dew. I, I have seen posts about that before in so many things. I don't know if it's a specific combination of those or them just being together, you know, in their own capacities. Yeah. And you look at ingredients on like great value stuff, like their syrup. Like if you look on the back of the ingredients, it has like a disclaimer that it could have remaining traces of like codfish. Like, I don't know <laughs> if it, I saw that on TikTok and I looked when I was at the store. I was like, "Holy shit, it is could could have." Yeah, or if you buy anything frozen, I mean, you got a whole ass novel on the back of them boxes when you yeah. when you get that ingredient list, and you can maybe pronounce two of the thousand words. I mean, pretty, as long as it kinda, tastes good. I mean, when you, yeah, it's like avoid avoid looking at that shit because you, you start. Have you guys kind of? Have you guys ever heard that all the Skittles are actually the same flavor, and your brain tells you what flavor it is by what color it I is? I have heard that. I don't, I don't believe it. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I do either. <laughs> no way. Because like, um, or, like, or, like orange and a lemon, like they're very distinct. For like flavors, right? And I mean, yeah, I think I would be able to, uh, and maybe we'll have to I try that one time, Dylan. On here, one of us probably get a pack of Skittles and we'll just fucking pull out the color. You know, we'll have our eyes closed, you pull out the color, pop it in there, and guess, and we'll see. We'll have to maybe see if we can debunk that. Keep that one in mind. Ooh. Yeah, blind test, blind taste them or something. Yeah, we'll see if, if that's uh, if that's a true thing or not. The Pepsi challenge, if you will. <laughs> the, uh, another thing that we have for the mill is that uh, there was a sighting. And this was a video that surfaced on the Twitter, or X, if you will, of a Bigfoot sighting. Uh, leave it up to speculation. I know uh, good old Caesar, my father, he's a big uh, advocator of, of like aliens and Bigfoot, and he believes it's out there. He doesn't believe there's just one singular Bigfoot that just runs amok, but multiple big big feet out there. So um, this is one that was captured, and uh, let me get the video pulled up here. We could take a gander at it. This is from Twitter, Boar Cure. 
I butchered that, but we'll uh, stop sharing this and I'll pop it up here. What are your guys' thoughts on Bigfoot before I play this? Um, I feel like he, he, it would have been found by now. The only real major footage we have is that, that shitty one of, it clearly looks like a guy in a suit walking by for like five seconds. This one, I mean, at first, you know, it seems kind of legit, but you never know. What we can find here. It's an elusive creature. All right, just squat it down. Yeah, let me see your camera. I'll do it. Elusive creature. Right, just squat it down. Yeah. Yeah, let me see your camera. I'll do it. Kind of a wide shot. It's an elusive creature. Yeah, you got a little phone. And the thing there. is, like, a lot of the comments I've seen on some of these videos on Twitter is just like, everyone's got, you know, 4K cameras and shit now until it comes time to film something like that. And then it's can't see shit or you know zoomed out but um you know on, on on twitter now or x they'll let people add context to videos and stuff to kind of explain things and one thing i did see and it says readers added text so it also may ne not necessarily be a real thing but it says this is located in silverton in durango it's part of a quite popular bigfoot themed expedition trailer company called sasquatch expedition trailers the owner regularly dresses up as Sasquatch, so um, <laughs> that's what that's what's uh, being said about that. So that could be the case there. Uh, more than likely, I, I'm with but you. But I mean, I it's just it's just one of those things. I, it's it's fun to to think about because I mean, yeah, I mean, if there's just you know, a ape like you know figure out there in the, in the woods just chilling. That'd be crazy, just like you know, just like and just one, just one of them, yeah, just one of right. them though. The last big that, that video itself, like all, all the you know the big footers out there, they're probably you know probably took four weeks vacation from work, and now that they probably are out <laughs> in that area scouring the. We're going to Silverton. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna see him finally. <laughs> and it's just Glenn, uh, you know, who owns Silverton. Right. <laughs> Shit. In other news, we do have a uh, a Cleveland Browns player who was playing with fire. Oh, we don't know actually what was going on. Speculation is out there, but he was lighting a fire pit at his home, maybe with gasoline, more than likely with gasoline, and more than likely with too much gasoline um, as he burnt his face off and uh, still ended up playing and leading the team in receiving yards at that. Um, against the the Baltimore Ravens last week, um, he came in wearing a mask and kind of looked kind of creepy, like a Halloween type of outfit. But uh, he ended up playing. Um, I have image here. I could probably show first before we show the video clip of him just kind of describing the situation. But he did post a picture on his Instagram. This is from TMZ. An image of the aftermath. Yeah, right dude, there's his face. Um, now, he did say that he, the original reason he wasn't trying to get clout out of because no one was hating on him for playing or 
whatever the case was. But he did say, I saw a story on there that he originally posted this photo because of other burn victims out there were too um, scared or ashamed to show their face of their disformities and stuff. So he posted this photo um, to kind of, I guess, spread awareness and um, ease the embarrassment for those that feel embarrassed uh, for the disformalities or anything like that with burn victims out there. So that's actually an awesome gesture uh, coming from David Njoku. Yeah. And he also made a huge donation, uh, from what I hear, uh, to burn victims. Uh, there's a, uh, uh, what's, here we go, another brain fart. A donation to a charity. There we go. That's the word charity. Uh, therefore, burn victims. So it's been a, actually a pretty stellar week there for David Njoku, given all things considered with his face. Yeah, I mean, we we knew we, what happened. It was like two days before. There might have been the day before the game. And then, yeah, he mm -hmm. shows up. He has a mask on, so you don't know what he's looking like and stuff. Um, and you don't know really the magnitude of the whole thing. Goes and plays an entire football game. I mean, look at his face right there, man. Could you imagine putting a sweating into on that? that and then getting hit by NFL players? Yeah. Is, no is, shot. Is this... Is this the same guy that walked in with that with the mask on and he was, you know, yeah. walking into yep. the locker room? That was like the coldest walk in I have ever yeah, seen dude. in football. The mask was cool. Like as that shit. was some cold like shit. Comic book character or something, but the mask was really cool. Me came in, he had the fur coat on, no shirt underneath. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's awesome it that he's so doing so all this up. stuff too. Yeah. I mean his hands and stuff were burnt too, so he's out there catching footballs. Yeah, like you said, led the team in receiving. Just like I couldn't even imagine put, just putting a helmet on. And then he goes, he looks better now, but he got something called a, a face scrape. So, I mean, sitting there and just having someone scrape all that shit off your face, like, God, man. Yeah, I just can't even, can't even imagine. Smoking right there. Yeah, dude. Like, that's yeah, fucking. I mean, that's, that's baller. Yeah, that's, that is some <laughs> gangster ass shit. And, um, and yeah, you, you know, people it's, talk about how how athletes are all babies and overpaid, but this guy just went out and had had himself a week and turned it into a positive for people who've been through something similar. That's yeah, that's the kind of sports stories that need to be highlighted. Um, but Dylan, like you said, I, I I definitely have to imagine like too much gasoline was involved trying to start a fire pit because like before I got like a charcoal chimney, like I we used to use lighter fluid and stuff, and I've had some close calls. Unfortunately, nothing happened, but like. Yeah, I mean, you put a little too much on there. You th you throw a match. I mean, you, you know, you'll see that shit basically kind of explode right in your face. So I imagine something along those lines had to happen. But um, I don't know if you got that Twitter video where he kind of explains where he said his eyes were open during the whole ordeal, which is even crazier, man. So he really lucked out in this whole uh, situation as far as, like, you know, the damage is done. This is from Hayden Grove's X account here. Um, a little 23 yeah. second video of him explaining the situation. I felt better. <laughs> What's this whole experience been like for you? Interesting. Um, first and foremost, like, I give all the glory to God, you know. Uh, when it happened, you know, my eyes were open. So I saw everything and I really should have been blinded. So, um, luckily I'm not, so uh, yeah, I'll give all the glory to God. Ever felt better? Ever felt better? Probably, man. I mean, you got to imagine that dude, especially as he watched it all happen. I mean, damn, to, to be able to 
not only walk away from it, I guess, I mean, I guess I don't know if you can say unscathed, but being able to walk away from it in general and then being able to play a, an NFL football game. Like I, like I tweeted on I, to somebody on there, like if I burn the tip of my finger, that entire hand is out of commission for weeks. <laughs> I'm going to walk around like a little bitch yeah, and avoid using that it. hand. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I can't even imagine having my entire face, arms, and, and you know, hands and stuff, skull, you know, burnt to a crisp. And uh, trying to play football, dude. So yeah, hats off to him, man. He, and I, I'm pretty sure I just seen that he's playing today. So yep, shout out to him, dude. Just putting it out there and you know doing it up, dude. You got to definitely respect that for sure. Yeah, fuck. I I just recently I did some grilling. I showed you that video with the D-Lo, D-Lo, uh footage there with my uh, Del Monaco steaks I had on the grill last weekend. But I was pouring the coals down, and then some. So I guess some of the crumbs or the coals kind of fell through the grates um, and went onto my my deck there. And I just grilling in socks, went to go tender the steak, and then felt like I stepped on a shard glass as I was stepping on a hot coal. And it melted through my sock. And I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Look, and there's a burnt hole in my foot with a blister. I don't know why it took so long for me to register that I was getting burnt, but... It definitely felt like a shard of glass going through my the heel of my foot there. Sure. I can't, I can't imagine my whole face and hands. and No, oh. no shot. Let's keep it rolling, D'Lo. As we said in the beginning, uh, Jada Pickett has m- probably more than likely lost more than just her hair uh, as she has lost her mind. Uh, she's been in the news everywhere kind of slandering Will Smith and kind of making more of an embarrassment than he already made him for himself, especially more so the fact that he has probably done all this for not because um, they've been separated for a while, according to her. She's uh, put Tupac's name in her mouth, and uh, she's just, you know, I don't know if she's doing this for clout, uh, attention whore, or anything like that, but um, is there any kind of substance to this, uh, you guys, do you think, or is she kind of just, you know, kind of just trying to get in the headlines? She's definitely trying to get in the headlines. I mean, if they weren't together, then why was she even at the Oscars to begin with? You know, because she benefited from it. And and now she'll benefit from the fallout of it as well. I mean, who? What did Jada Pinkett do since since the early nineties? Yeah, just other than like being known as Will Smith's wife, you know, and how they had this like picture perfect marriage. But yeah, I mean, she just comes out and just says, "I was surprised that he referred to me as his wife. We've been separated for it sounds like for quite a long time, like several years." Um. And then you know, all that stuff comes out. How she was, you know, sleeping around with um, I can't remember the dude's name, but that R and B singer, and kind of said all that and and put Will on her show, and and started spouting off about that. And just I don't know, she keeps putting Will Smith in these like very awkward predicaments, and to the point where like that dude lost his shit live on TV in front of tens of millions of people, and 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 uh, soured his reputation and. You know, got got a ten year ban from uh, the Oscars, and now people are looking at him a different way. And like you said, it was all for naught because I mean, she seems to not really give a shit. And um, yeah, it's just wild, man. It's just she keeps kind of. And then I don't know if she has some like a book or anything come out because she's been all over like the the um the news this week and on different shows and 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 stuff like that, talking about these things and um. 
I don't know. She just likes to go on about how and her Tupac were like soulmates. And now this week she said he basically proposed to her while he was in jail or in prison. Oh, and, that that's why she's in the news is because KPD got arrested for the Tupac shooting. So now that's back in the headlines. So she can coattail, you know, coattail ride mm, Tupac now. Yeah. That's a good call. So yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I definitely, not that I've put her on any kind of pedestal, but definitely lost some respect for her on that. Cause I mean, Will Smith kind of, uh, put it all out there, man. And, you know, even though what was said initially wasn't anything wild, there, it was just, no. you know, regular jokes and she's just, she's fine. I mean, she's lost some hair and stuff, but I don't think like, um, you know, physically anything else. Yeah, or internally is wrong where she's like has a shorter lifespan because of it of alopecia so um i think i honestly i, I we talked about it when it happened I, I just think that dude just had all that shit bottled up because will smith's a guy like on socials and stuff he just has always appeared as though life is you know peachy keen um and and um perfect you know you know and he's a big family man because no, I, I didn't know that they were separated. They always took pictures all together, him and all the kids, and they were just like the picture-perfect family, and apparently behind the scenes, that's not the case. They are separated. I think they still lived together and, you know, and all that stuff. So just I think it all piled up, and um, who knows, man. And I, I think also, because remember in that video, he laughed along with everyone else when he did say the joke, but then they pan over to her, and she's got this pissed-off look on his face. So... I, I, you know, she is, is behind, whether or not she wants to admit it, she is the, the catalyst to that whole situation because, you know, he was laughing there and then she probably, because we don't know, yeah. we only seen what we saw on the camera. So maybe off camera, she gave him some sort of like fucking glare, like, are you going to do anything or, or not? And then, Shit. you know, that kind of put him over the edge. But what's yeah, interesting is also... celebrities. Go ahead, Dylan. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, yeah. And also, like, she was putting uh, Tupac's. Uh shit on blast as far as like something that he was hiding personally because uh, you said that she has alplasia and he was she was saying that he also had that but he never wanted to mention it because back in that time it was it, it didn't look good or wasn't a good look not to have hair or whatever the case was and she was like kind of saying oh but he looked great with it and he made it work and all that kind of stuff that kind of like led in the whole conversation with him proposing or supposedly proposing to her while he was in jail but my question was that Knowing all this is kind of coming out, she's almost throwing dirt on her own name with all this stuff because people are kind of like twisted on the whole thing. But does it sweeten your um, looks on Will Smith, even though maybe he shouldn't have sl uh, slapped Chris Rock, obviously, given the situation? But uh, more information coming out, does it kind of like maybe shine a better light on Will Smith knowing that he's with um, a psycho? Oh, um, I feel... I feel sorry. I mean, we're we're watching the guys. I mean, like Bobby said, Will Smith throughout our whole childhood, great movies, television shows, music, no scandals, uh, you know, famous kids, uh, and then this completely out of character event happens, and we all thought it was fake at first, and then now it turns out it's real. But then she takes him on that show, it exposes, you know, the truth to everyone, you know, on a web series or, or wherever it's broadcast, uh, we're seeing his fall from grace happen so quickly. And then he's like, just trying to be the go along, get along guy of like, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, we're still a family, but you know, Pac forever. And 
uh, it's get a really bad look for Will to continue to hang on at this point. Uh, I mean, he could still yeah. salvage. He could still be the 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 victim turned hero of the story, but he's going to have to get out, or she's going to have to just stop talking. I have no idea why their PR team is is allowing this kind of uh, stuff to happen. Yeah, You're Will Smith. I agree. <laughs> I, I mean, all their kids are are fully grown ass adults, so they really don't have any reason to stay together. If that makes, because maybe that was the reason for a while, but all them kids are grown, like in their twenties. I think the oldest one's probably like close to my age, you know, something like that. Um, so they don't really need. Any, there's no reason for them to stick together. Definitely no reason for them to be in the same house while she's fucking off with some dude. And it's a real you know, simp look, real, real simpy. Yeah, right so, um, and it just sucks too, because like after a while, like he he's been he's kind of come back in the in the scene a little bit, and like kind of just trying to work his way back, and then. All that stuff gets brought up, and now people are probably shitting on him because he kind of looks like a fucking cuck now. Because you know his wife's basically saying, "Like I don't know why he did that. I don't know why he called me his wife." <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm not. I don't know like, him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, um, yeah, man, I don't know where this goes from here, but uh, hopefully, good things, yeah. man. I mean, we love Will Smith. We don't care he about needs, he needs. He needs one <laughs> banger, man. One, he needs to drop one banger in the, in the <laughs> one movies. More. That you know what I mean. That'll that'll kind of. Independence A2, man. ID2. Now that aliens are confirmed, come on. In real life. (laughs) (laughs) That uh, that wraps it up all there for the Around the Mill with Dill. No more topics on that front. But we do have... Let's um before we jump into uh, the our last segment, Chad will uh, will bid you adieu. Um, we appreciate you coming on and uh, you know giving us all the info on what you guys got going on over there. We really love what uh, what you're working up and uh, definitely think it's going to be something special. And like I said, um, if you guys have any questions about that, definitely reach out to me or Dylan, and we'll get uh, you know get you over to uh, to Chad and some of his colleagues and. They'll answer all the questions you got and give you all the info you need uh, in the case that you want to, uh, you know, put your kids, uh, you know, in, in their program, which I think is definitely something uh, to think about. So once, you know, Jax gets up there, we'll, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, how he's feeling about yeah. it over there. So we'll see Hey, thanks again, on. guys. Uh, thanks again. I really appreciate it. Uh, sorry to be a little long-winded at times. Uh all but good, man. appreciate appreciate you guys uh, letting me get the word out about this tournament advantage and yeah. then uh, the future endeavors. So uh, sure, and thanks thanks for staying on and being our our third uh, cohort here while, <laughs> while Joe was away. We definitely appreciate that as well. We got we got to hold um, it down for Joe, man. We uh, we'll be in touch, my man. So appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. All right, man. Take care. We'll see you. Yep. All right, D'Lo. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's end it off with uh, with our gambling segment before we we cap off episode one fifty four. Last week, I mean the the TSP parlay, we barely missed. It. We missed it by three yards. Um, Zach Wilson unfortunately couldn't make it happen. I mean, I uh, he had a forty yard pass on that last drive. I got very excited because um, it was a struggle for him. And then um, he threw one that I, I didn't I didn't watch the game, but. I had seen somebody said it just it went through the hands of Garrett Wilson, turned yep. into a pick, and that was it for us. And then, unfortunately, Man. the D-low lock that I think you know you felt the strongest you had felt about a prop in, in a long time 
Um, but you did say, like I said, in pre-production, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You did say your only one worry was uh, the performance of Jordan Love, who did stink up the joint. And um, uh, the guy ended up getting what one reception for seven yards, and, and that was it for the whole game. So, fortunately, the deal lock was a miss, and it was not a, not a good weekend for the TSP boys. But we don't we don't go down without a fight. We're, we're back again this week with some stuff. Um, you guys already seen the TSP parlay by now, so um, that's going to get going here uh, later today. But obviously, by the time this comes out, this will be over. But this is our TSP parlay this week. Just a little two legger, um, something me and Dilo came uh, this week. My my uh, contribution was Jordan Addison over fifty three and a half yards against the Chicago Bears. Justin Jefferson, we seen the news just last night. He's going to be out at least four to six weeks, which is crazy, and. Um, they're talking about maybe him being out even longer because of some contractual issues and him not really liking the quarterback play. So that's a whole other thing there. Um, Jordan Addison is somebody that they drafted to kind of be a compliment to Justin Jefferson, but now he's got to be the guy. So um, I think they're going there, and, and I'm hoping that uh, you know he can make it happen against uh, a, a Bears defense that is uh, you know shaky and kind of. Uh, kind of on a roller coaster here, so mm-hmm. I think um, Kirk Cousins will be looking at his way quite a bit, and uh, we're hoping he can make it happen. But um, D'Lo, you can get into uh, your CJ Stroud portion. Yeah, I do love that pick as well with Addison with uh, Jefferson being out, and uh, they don't have a run game over there in Minnesota either. So they're going to be passing the ball, and I, I like Kirk Cousins as, as a reliable source, getting him and feeding him the ball. Um, now with CJ Stroud, you're looking at your possible. Um, Rookie, offensive rookie of the year. I mean, he's had a stellar uh, year or start to his year. Um, he has passed this line over 223 and a half yards in all five uh, games this season. Um, he throws the rock with precision and accuracy, and uh, he hasn't had a turnover yet. I believe just last week he broke the record. I think he's at 186 total passing attempts without an interception. That's the most to start a career. Um, and I think that just broke Dak Prescott's record previously. Um, and he's just, you know, he's slinging the rock out there and he's doing it with a, with a purpose. And, uh, he might not have the most outstanding weapons, but he's getting the job done. And, um, I don't, I mean, I know that New Orleans has a pretty good defense, but they are at home. I, I do believe that they're not going to have too much of a run game, uh, going forward. So I do feel like it's going to be, I would say over 30, maybe 30, around 30 passing attempts. So I think he can get well over this 223 and a half. Um, I do think that this might be uh, getting us to two and three, Bobby. Let's hope. We need it. Let's get us closer um, to 500 and hopefully get a little bit of a streak going. But uh, let's pop in the the D-Lo lock of the week, the Monday Night Football lock of the week, and then uh, we'll close this baby out. Yes, sir. This is the D-Lo Monday Night Football Lock, 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 Lock. Threw this one together real quick. That one's going to be for Week Six Cowboys at Chargers. I am two and four, unfortunately, but that does not mean I can't go three and four after this one. Um, I misspelled his name, but that is going to be Austin Eckler. There, that's a typo for me. But Austin Eckler, let's go, baby. Let's go, Austin Eckler. <laughs> a little bit of a uh, fat finger there. The last the name's been spelled too. Could be wrong on that as well, but you guys know oh, who it is. Man. I'm pretty sure it's Eckler like that. But anyways, over 51 and a half rushing yards. That's minus 114 on FanDuel. He's rushed. Uh, he's only played one game this season. This is going to be his first week back. Thank God, because he's on my fantasy team. And Lord knows I need the help. But um, he has rushed uh, for 107 
in his one and only game this year. Dallas is 21st in rushing defense and has allowed an average of 148 rushing yards to uh, their opponents in the last three games. So I do like this. He's going to come back. They're going to feed him the ball. And I'm pretty sure they're at home and they're going to love his um his presence back there in the backfield. I know his uh, receiving prop is also pretty tempting as well. I think that was at like 30 something, 33 and a half, but uh, we're going to go with this rushing 51 and a half. And I think he's going to get the job done there on Monday night to go three and four for the Monday night football locks. All right, baby. Um, let's go. Let's go. We're, uh, we could be a little bit better, but you know, it, luck, luck is involved as, as well. I mean, we, we put, we don't just uh, pull these out of our ass. We do the research. We you know we make sure we try to find you know the, the good plays. And um, you know, last week that that parlay, it was a good parlay. But I mean, like I said, we were short by just three, whoops, just three yards. That's it. Yeah. And uh, you know, otherwise we would have been gone golden so i mean years hit very easily obviously christian mccaffrey is gonna get a fucking touchdown for the next eight thousand weeks and um yeah i mean zach wilson he's not the strongest guy but it's just with matchups and what he was able to do the previous week i thought 200 200 yards um would have been a piece of cake but that's how it goes so we'll see how uh, things shake out for us this week uh and with that said um, Dilo, that was another very strong episode. Uh, it was awesome having Chad on. He was a nice little, yeah. uh, you know, he, a little last second fill in almost after being, uh, you know, the guest of the week. He came in and, and did a damn good job. And I think uh, Joe will, will agree when he watches. And uh, yeah, like I said, this uh, unfortunately Joe had a last minute, uh, you know, thing pop up, so he couldn't pop in. So, um, but the show goes on as we always say, and um, we'll definitely have him back next week. And like I said, we'll find out if he was able to pull off the dub with with the Wendy's chili. I, you know, I'm interested to see how that goes. And um, yeah, <laughs> we'll. we'll uh, I know he made a pretty fire soup this week too, so I definitely want to get the backstory on that and see uh, how that all turned out. So, um, but uh, for now, Dilo, you know what time it is? Yes, sir. Be sure to always. Help us out by smashing that subscribe button if you haven't already. Like the video, it helps the algorithms out, and leave a comment of what you thought about the episode and what you want to see going forward. Um, also, thank you for Paul Tippy for joining us on the TSP landline. I love that the new phone feature and how this is all working out, bringing some guests in on a, on a whim like that to um, join in on the show. Uh, thanks to Chad uh, for hopping in and giving us his time and sharing everything about youth wrestling. And hopefully it goes into the ears of those out there who are not as informed and kind of gets them interested in maybe one of their local clubs or one that uh, Chad's running himself at the Maverick Invitational. So uh, from myself, uh, the Greek from far away, hopefully everything's going well with you, buddy. And Bobby, have a wonderful week, friends, and we'll catch you for 155 in the next episode.